Hello, everybody. Welcome back into the Jets Lab podcast. I'm your host, Joey Bonsanti, and sitting across the laptop from me, my good co-host, good friend, Jared Romeo JT. How you doing? Depressed. It's <laughs> a good answer. Definitely a tough weekend, Joe. Yeah. What were our score predictions? Mine was 33 to 10. What was yours? Oh, God. Remember? I think it was like, like kind of like a 27 to 17 around that range. I thought I was crazy for going 33 to 10 for a second. But man, was I was I wrong? Were we both yeah, wrong? We were way too optimistic. Uh 54-13 loss to the New England Patriots this past Sunday. Uh announcing at one and five on the season. Patriots improved to three and four. They get their first home win of the season as well. I know that was a big uh, talking point when I was looking at the uh, standings last week, how they'd not won a home game this year. But I mean, I don't even know what to say about this game. <laughs> Not many positives to say about this game, and it's just one of those games you want to blank out from your memory. And I guess the biggest thing, we lose uh, rookie quarterback Zach Wilson to an injury, a couple of hits uh, on his lower leg on, I think it was on the same drive, right? Yeah, he same was, drive. Back, like, I think back-to-back plays. Yeah, both, I guess, were questionable calls on the lower half. You said that there was some ruling that you said that came out a couple of days after or today about how since he was out of the pocket that didn't really qualify as a low hit on the quarterback I mean I think the first one was pretty obvious I thought that for the most part that flag would have been thrown uh second one was pretty I think up in the air but um in my eyes but that second one was the one that kind of took him out of the game uh it's a PCL injury on his knee correct PCL yeah uh, PCL sprain we lucked out. He's missing two to four weeks. That's, I mean, I, I could have sworn it was probably season ending uh, based on his reaction and how long he was on the ground for, but he, he did walk off on his own power. So that's promising, I guess. Yeah, I think he's going to be out for probably the four games that we have coming up. Just terrible for rookie quarterback. But you know what? Maybe it could be a blessing in disguise where he learns a bit on the sideline, can kind of take this time to reset his mind i know that's what we thought the bye week would be for but clearly that didn't help so maybe this will help him kind of get into a bit of a learning stage and kind of seeing the game from a different perspective now yeah it's just kind of it's just frustrating how we're sitting here and you know years later after consistently having a bad offensive line we're saying that how this could possibly be a blessing in disguise it's just so annoying because you know we shouldn't we shouldn't have to say that because our offensive line is that bad. And he I don't know if you saw on a specific that fourth and one where he went for it, that run up the middle and GVR just completely misses his blocking assignment and was the sole reason why um why we didn't get the first down on that on that fourth and one. So everyone was criticizing LaFleur for running it two times in a row there. Uh when in reality it was due to one massive misblock, GVR just completely misses assignment. GVR is definitely taking a huge step back this season, which is disappointing, but McGovern's playing a bit better. And one surprising stat I did see was Zach Wilson's actually the second most, or I forget how to phrase this, but he's the QB with the most sacks that he caused himself. So it's really not all to blame on the offensive line there, but it's been frustrating to see him get sacked so much and i think part of it is him maybe running out of the pocket trying to do too much 
Yeah, and I agree with you on that. And it's it's frustrating when you can't just sit in the pocket, get the ball out quick, and you look at some of the the best quarterbacks in the league that can do that. Just snap the ball, make your reads, get it out. And he likes to just take his time and then scramble up to this point. We haven't really seen him make any true adjustment adjustments in that sense. So um, a lot of people on Twitter, I mean, not like they like to base a lot of things off Twitter, but are calling for LaFleur's head, his job already through uh, six games with the New York Jets. Uh, we were talking about it briefly over the course of this past week. Um, LaFleur is not losing his job, I don't think. And <laughs> Sal is not losing his job after one season with the New York Jets. I think that's a little ridiculous. Uh, if you want to start talking about Douglas's job, maybe not this year, but the year after next, I think it's pretty fair, but it's just frustrating to even have these conversations uh, at this point. The best is how you go through all offseason, preseason, maybe even the first game or two, and you everyone's preaching to be patient with this team, be patient with the front office, be patient with the coach. All of a sudden it's a week going into what, uh, week eight and everyone's calling for everyone to be fired. You can't handle it anymore that this team is a, a disgrace to the NFL. And my dad has said more than once on Twitter, everywhere he can, that Woody Johnson needs to sell the team. And he will be saying that probably till the end of his days. Yeah, uh, maybe your dad, again, I was actually at a brief moment over the past weekend where I was just thinking, like, what happens if they just sell the team and they move to London and then I don't have to worry about it anymore, you know, <laughs> which obviously would not be ideal. But um, I, I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, Are we all frustrated and angry and upset that we are not off to a, a decent start or playing up to what we thought we could have been playing to? Of course. But at the end of the day, like you said, you have to be patient here. And I know it's, it's, it's really funny saying that to a Jets fan. You have to be patient because we've been patient for so long, but you kind of do. And you have to let this play out really like it's six games into this uh, coaching era with, with Salah and his staff. So to kind of base that off six games is really unfair. Now, if you, if you talk to me next year and we had finished the game, finished the season with three or four wins this year, we move into next year and it's kind of all the same stuff. And there's going to be a lot of issues, especially with the trajectory of that Seattle pick at this point where they're sitting at two and five. As of today, we have the four and eight pick in the 2022 NFL draft. So there's going to be a lot of capital that, that we can play around with. And um, I, I, every year I say this, but I think really next year, there's not going to be many excuses left for, for Douglas. This will definitely be a huge rest of the season as well as off season. And, the trade deadline actually for this season i think it's november 2nd joey so that's going to be interesting to see what joe does if he's going to trade may if he's going to bring in anyone else as we already saw him make a trade this uh yesterday actually for quarterback joe flacco yeah you kind of have to take a look at some of the veterans that we have on the team is there anyone that we were going to dish off like you said i think may is definitely an option um crowder we've talked about um I feel like he really hasn't been utilized, but again, I'm not really sure what his, what his plan is right now. And if there's going to be anyone that wants any of these guys, but I guess uh, we shall see also smaller news, I guess not small news, but side news, uh, Jamie and sure we're done with done uh, this season with a season ending Achilles injury. So I thought that I didn't even recognize, I knew he was out for like a brief period of time in the game, but didn't realize it was that serious. 
Yeah, he really didn't have a good game either, and it sucks. Our linebacking group is horrendous, definitely the weakest part of our team right now, and I'm not sure what we're going to do to address it this upcoming week since it sounds like CJ might still be out. Uh, Jared Davis apparently is still hurt, even though I guess he was practicing, but I think it's one of those weird things where he's eligible to come back, but he's not technically on the active roster yet. What the Colts have done with uh, some of their injuries we've seen, but it's weird. And this linebacker group, if they can't figure out their what they need to do, then it's going to be a long game against the Bengals, that's for sure. Yeah, and before we get into the Bengals game, which I, it's kind of funny, I think we both had that chalked up in preseason as a win, which is just absolutely hilarious. Um, I want to read off how the Patriots game went for the Patriots offense, at least. Ready? Oh, yeah. Touchdown, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, touchdown, field goal, punt, touchdown, 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 end of the game. Um, so yeah, obviously they finished with 54 points. The, I didn't really think that anything would top the Falcons defensive performance by us by that much, but this really just took the cake and it wasn't even just the defense. I think it was just in all facets of the game. We were just flat and coming off a bye week. That's the thing that I I get a little bit disappointed in. You know, I don't know if that that's going to fall on the coaching, but coming out of the bye week, going to play your division rival, if you could even call it a rival anymore in new England and you come out and you just look completely flat. Like I, I need to show some fight. I, I don't care what anyone says. A lot of people make fun off at Dan Campbell, but he comes out, he goes to LA last week against a, a Super Bowl contending Rams team at 0 five and, and they're coming out, they're running trick plays. They, they look like they're, they're trying to win. Like we just didn't look like we were trying to do anything against the Patriots. And it's really, really frustrating. Coming out flat after by a week, like you said, it's just, I think almost unacceptable where you have two weeks to prepare for one opponent and it still looks like you were getting your playbook ready the night before. And it's just, it's annoying for fans to watch, but you know what? It's a young coaching staff, a very young team. I guess you could give them a pass for this year for all the nonsense we've been going through. But I mean, everyone does have a right though to be frustrated. It's just, you got to understand this is probably what, should have been expected this whole time now hindsight being 2020 though yeah and then guys veteran guys well-respected guys around the league from uh from on the jets sheldon rankins morgan moses two guys that are well respected coming out and saying that they didn't like what the patriots did and i think rankin said he'll, he'll keep it you know he's not going to say some of the stuff that he was thinking about post game about what the patriots had running up the score grow up man like that's that's ridiculous you, you know you're in the nfl what do you want Bill Belichick to do? Take his foot off the gas and say, let's not score. Like that's BS. <laughs> you're, you're a professional player. You're in this league because you're, you're here to win. And if you're going to come out and play flat, then I completely uh, expect the Patriots to come out and score 54 points. And I tell you right now, they could have scored more. They could have scored 65, 70 if they wanted to. Yeah. I don't have much pity for the players where they, they don't, they feel disrespected or whatever. I mean, they should feel that way because they were, but it's just, what are you going to do about the next week? How are you going to prove to the league that you're not this joke, which pretty much everyone thinks we are, and pretty much the Jets are. Are you pretty hard to prove that you're not at this point? Yep, and speaking of next week, uh, yeah, we're going to have to put this one behind us. So, yeah, the Jets have an, 
again, beat the Patriots in the regular season since 2015, and we haven't won in New England since 08 in the regular season. But moving on to next week, we are back home. We are facing the first place um, AFC North Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I don't really know where to start here either. It's, I didn't know where to start with recapping this game. I don't know where to start to preview this game. I, I don't, I don't even know. Like the Bengals are, they're a good team right now. And I, I do not expect much going out of this game. Apparently Mike White is still going to be starting, even though we traded for Joe Flacco, but I don't expect the offense to do much. Maybe we'll see a lot more of Michael Carter, a lot more of Ty Johnson than uh, really we want to. We want to see us throwing the ball, but it looks like it might just be a run, run, run game. And then defensively, if our linebacking group is the way that is as banged up as it is now, I think Joe Burrow and uh, Mixon are going to have quite the day just – going through this defense like it's Swiss cheese. Yeah, and one strong part about our team where I thought it was strong was the run defense. But, I mean, Damian Harris ran all over us last week. I just – I don't know. With the way this Bengals offense has been playing, a game last week where they they played against the Ravens and they pretty much blow the doors off of them, like that's concerning to me. Um, Line is at – of this game is at minus nine. I don't even know how that's the line. I could have sworn it would have been like – minus 13 and a half um, because there's, there's just no way in hell that I see us even covering two touchdowns here. And uh, especially with how hot this Bengals offense is, you know, they have such a well-rounded offense. They have a really good defensive front. They have good corners. They all around us. They're a very solid team. They're a fun team. And um, yeah, I think overall, I don't know what my final score prediction is going to be here. I'll say 30, uh, 13. <laughs> Oh, that's not too bad. Um, yeah, I think it's actually going to be a real fun game to watch for Bryce Hall, him going up against Jamar Chase, though. That would be something to key in on as Bryce Hall has been having this fantastic season and it will be uh, great to see him go up against that kind of competition. And uh, one a hot take I'll have is that the Jets' defense will have their first interception this season. Oh, yeah. Considering that it's now week, was it going into week eight, and we still have not had an interception? I mean, it's setting records, but I think this weekend maybe Joe Burrow gets a little too cocky with the ball and throws it right into hopefully Bryce Hall's hands and he catches it. But for a score prediction, you said 30 to 13, Joey? I did, yeah. I'm going to go with. Uh, let's see, the Bengals just put up what, like 40 points on the. Ravens. Yep. Uh, I'm going to say the Bengals get uh, 27 to 7. <laughs> All right. Another <laughs> fair assessment there. Uh, yeah. I'm looking at you – know, you made a really good point about Bryce Hall too. Like this is going to be a really good test for him. I don't know if he's really faced anyone that significant. You know, you go back to the Falcons and Titans game. You know, no A.J. Brown, no Julio. He didn't have to cover either of those guys. In the Falcons game, Ridley's gone. Pats don't have anyone that's going to test them too bad. And then you go, like, Panthers, he was probably on more for most of the game. Didn't have that big of a game. Broncos, um, Judy was out. So, I mean, he he hasn't really faced 
any like crazy great wide receivers. But hey, if he, if if you're not hearing his name, you know he's having a good season, and uh, I'm definitely interested to see um, how he plays this week against Jamar Chase. So who do you think actually gets the interception? Do you have any? Uh, uh, on I that? hope it's Bryce Hall, uh, but. Uh, just looking at the stats now, actually, from that Broncos game, Tim Patrick did have a big game. I'm not sure if Hall or Eccles was guarding him, but Cortland Sutton had a quieter game. I'm, assu- I'm assuming he would have been on Sutton then. Yeah. I mean, but, but I can't uh, say for sure. Regardless of that, I would say I hope it's Bryce Hall, but I'm going to go with Marcus May getting the first INT of the season for the Jets. I think he's just going to be in the right place, right time. He's a uh, veteran in this league now at this point and he's just gonna kind of read joe burrow like a book i hope yeah the only reason why i have i think i think it's pretty good to that we cap their score like 27 or 30 just because we're at home i think we play historically just a bit better at home we don't get blown out as bad at home (laughs) um but yeah another funny thing is this game's on halloween you got the uh black and orange Bengals theme so it'll be halloween theme i think we talked about that too uh when we were doing the schedule prediction uh, but yeah it's it's gonna be a loss for sure we're gonna be sitting at one and six probably and to even think up to this point that we're sitting at one and five and our win is against the titans who have now come back and had two massive wins they're completely different than when, when they played us and almost thinking like our win was really like it must have been a fluke win at home against yeah. the titans as you just mentioned, AJ Brown and Julio Jones were both out, and it was just uh, the stars aligned for us that day to get the win there because it was a we were at home. I, I think we were at home, right? Yep, we and, were. Uh, it was just everything went our way. Yeah, I mean, back to back wins. I mean, they just beat the Bills and the Chiefs. Um, they're on a little three game win streak here, and. But, but whatever, it's a good quality one, I guess, for us. But, uh, yeah, seeing it, where do you think right now? I know it's kind of early, but we're kind of crazy to think that we're almost kind of at that halfway point in the season. Where do you think that we, what our pick at the end of the season ends up being? Our uh, pick. Definitely. If anyone's saying it won't be top 10, I think you're crazy. I think our pick's easily top 10. Um, quickly just going to pull up the what the picks are looking like. Uh, Right now, as it sits, it's Detroit, Miami, but that's the Eagles pick, Houston, us. I think that Miami's going to probably, Miami will probably beat us when we play them twice. I think we're going to be sitting with a top four pick or maybe a top three pick, I'll say, pretty handily. I think we finished absolute best four wins this season. Um I think if we were to finish with with four wins, it would be split with Dolphins, beat um, Texans, and beat Jaguars. But I think we're pretty bad. I think we're worse than Texans. I think we're way worse than Texans at this point. And just look at, you know, even like when the Texans are playing, like at least they're competing. Like I know we were competing in the Falcons game, but we got blown out by the Patriots. Texans played the Patriots. They played them pretty well. So I know teams in certain points of the season start to change the way they play. Like, you know, the Patriots started off slow, but they played the Cowboys really well. They just blew us out. And now they got a big game against the Chargers. But um, I don't know. I just speechless. That's maybe what I'll uh, title the episode as. <laughs> I like that. But yeah, uh, 
four wins seems like a decent cap on it. Like you said, maybe beat the Texans, split with the Dolphins, and then who'd you say Eagles? I didn't say Eagles. I think I think that's a pretty. I said Texans, Jags, and split with the Dolphins. Jags. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, I don't think we can beat the Eagles either. At this point, I know I predicted that to be a surefire win, but uh, yeah, I definitely see us having the top three pick as of right now, which is pretty easy to say. There are a lot of one and five, one and six teams, uh, but I just think it's going to be us for sure. Where we're going to be that team that maybe the Texans beat us uh, and, or I could definitely see it just being lions, Texans, us, Jags, dolphins slash Eagles, and then so on. Yeah. And the Eagles have, I don't know if you were, that's what you're saying, but the Eagles have that dolphins pick. Is that what yeah, you were referring to? Have that dolphins okay. pick. And the Eagles pick itself is at number six right now. So they have two top 10. Damn. Imagine they have, back have to two back. top 10 too. Yeah, I mean, there you go. <laughs> the Seahawks awesome. are coming in clutch for us. At least that's a positive. Yeah, keep Russell out and keep Gino in. That'd be awesome. All <laughs> right, any closing thoughts out of you before we end this? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> nothing. I got nothing. Yeah, rooting for a win this week? I'll be rooting for a win. I mean, to be honest now, now that we both predicted these losses, this is just going to be that one game, not the one game, but the – so jets of where we win this game like no one expects it it's with mike white at quarterback it's just like come on man but uh, it's not gonna happen i don't anyone that's <laughs> predicting a win for the jets i feel like you gotta be crazy yeah me you're right i could see it would be very jetsy to do that so <laughs> to, to win this game <laughs> definitely rooting for a win probably not gonna happen yeah for for the culture for the culture <laughs> actually that's a good question now that we say that uh is it with Zach Wilson out, should we be rooting for losses for draft pick? I, again, the only reason I was really rooting for anything this year was because I thought we were headed in somewhat of an upward trend, especially with the new quarterback, and I'd want to see him progress. I guess, I, again, I'm, I'm not going to root for us to look like like absolute crap. So I guess I'm rooting for wins, but it's going to get to the point in the season, like if we lose two, three in a row here, where I'm just gonna say, screw it, man. I want I want a top three pick. Yeah, that, it's weird. I feel like we're in the weird gray area where we still want to win, but the fact that Zach Wilson's out, it just makes me feel like uh, it might just be better at this point to just be rooting for these losses. Yeah, it's, it's just such a bad. It's yeah, you know, people could call you a fake fan or whatever. It's just this is just what it is, and before you know it, we're gonna be discussing hopefully what those two top 10 picks can be and it'll be the off season and we'll be doing no, exactly no, what we did cycle begins year. again. Yep. The cycle, yep. It'll continue again and we'll be excited next year and it'll be free agency and we'll sign two players and you know, it's the same, same thing, man. It's, it's really frustrating, but we're yeah, Debbie downers. We're Debbie downers on this Tuesday, but that, <laughs> that's what, it, that's what happens. That's really what happens when you're a Jets fan. That is. All right. Well, if you want to see us depressed on Twitter as well, go follow us there at Holland Hundos, at Stacking Dollars, and at Jets Lab Pod is the podcast Twitter handle. Um, yeah, that's all we got this week. Uh, we will talk to you guys next week, next Wednesday. And as always, go Jets.